Hi, and welcome to a new episode of the Online Notification Pod, a podcast produced by Suma. If you're a subscriber to the Online Notification Hub, you might have seen that we recently published several articles about account-based marketing. So in today's episode, the guest will be Martin Ray, who will explain more about what account-based marketing is. I really hope you enjoyed this episode. So here we go. So hi, Martin. Hi, Alexander. How are you today? Yeah, pretty good, thanks. How are you? Yeah, I'm good. As uh, Stella would say if he was in the meeting, uh, the sun is shining and I'm good. <laughs> That's a recurring uh, rec- the, the recurring theme in the, in-, in the introduction of these podcasts. We always talk about the weather. So uh, for the listeners who don't know who you are, Martin, could you mm-hmm. quickly introduce yourself and what you do at Suma? Sure. I'm uh, Martin Ray. I work as a digital strategist and chief analyst at Suma, which means that I'm uh, kind of trying to predict a little bit what's, what's happening forward and advising our customers how to adapt to that and also helping them to kind of set the foundation for becoming more onlineified and uh, digitalizing the way uh, they do business. Yeah, great. Yeah, in today's episode, uh, I want to talk more about um, specific uh, ABM, account-based marketing, which I know that you are um, helping companies to to achieve and, and get started with. So um, first of all, could you, could you describe what account-based marketing is? Sure. Um, on the highest level, account-based marketing is that you are targeting specific companies uh, with your marketing efforts. Um, the biggest uh, foundational thing with account-based marketing is that it should be cross-functional in the meaning that it should be a joint effort between sales, marketing, and customer success teams. So compared to traditional marketing, uh, where you kind of it's a little bit more generic in terms of you just trying to approach your customer at large. Account-based marketing is much more targeted. You have a targeted list of companies that you are trying to turn into customers. So you, you become very much personalized in your marketing efforts towards those specific companies on that list. Yeah. And, and have you noticed that uh, there is an increasing interest in this um, area right now? Or, or is this something that's been around for a long time? Or... Well, I mean, the, the concept of account-based marketing has been around since since the 90s. And, and if you look at it even longer than that, from a sales perspective, the idea that you have, uh, you know, VIP customers that you treat differently or that you have ABC level uh, customers from a sales perspective, that, that's been around for many decades. Um, the term account-based marketing, I think, was first used in 2004 uh, from the IT services um, Marketing Association that kind of coined the term account-based marketing. Uh, but it, it has been going on for a long time before that. Uh, however, uh, to, to your original question, I think it, it's become more uh, more focused on, on ABM in the last, let's say, five years. It's become more mainstream. Um, and to a large extent, that has to do with digitalization, that as most companies in most industries uh, become more digital in their marketing and sales effort, they realize that they can't work really in that siloed environment anymore where you kind of have marketing is doing one thing and sales is doing something else and, and is not really connected. Uh, and that's that's why I think uh, 
account-based marketing has become more uh, more of a, a focus and more of an interest for many companies now as sales and marketing teams start to work closer together. So uh, I know that aligning marketing and sales that that can be a, a challenge and and um, difficulty. But what are what are the like common struggles that companies that want to start to try ABM uh, face? Well, I think first of all, first of all, it's it's quite common that uh, the, the it's a siloed environment in many companies, right? That marketing and sales historically haven't really interacted that much. Uh, so the first thing is just to kind of get, create those connections, as it were. Uh, and also, there's there's um, one of the, the kind of fundamental things that need to be in place is what we call a service level agreement between marketing and sales, meaning that. It's clear to sales what marketing should do, and it's clear to marketing what sales should do. So, so if if sales, for example, require that marketing should qualify X amount of leads every week, uh, that that's what what they should be working towards. And likewise, if marketing does all the things and they they provide those leads, uh, sales need to take care of those and, and kind of nurture those uh, leads uh, into customers and, and follow up and, and report back to marketing and all that. So you need to kind of be clear on what's expected of, of both sides of the equation. And obviously that starts with having close connections and, and working as a team rather than, than isolated silos. Yeah. And, uh, and, and sometimes it, it sounds a lot like, yeah, I know that our listeners know or work with inbound often and inbound marketing and what 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 differs and does it differ anything between account based marketing and inbound marketing or do they match perfectly together or uh yes they do match perfectly together but it's it, if you think about inbound as the larger core marketing effort meaning that that you are trying to get a lot of people interested in your in your offer uh, and typically for most companies it means that you you might be doing business both with smaller and larger companies and smaller and bigger deals and so on right uh, but when it comes to let's say you have a list of you know 100 200 300 companies that that are potential big customer doing big deals it means that you can target those a little bit more. You can you can put more effort into trying to get those companies to become customers, because if they do, the size of those deals are worth it basically. Whereas uh, the bread and butter, which might be smaller companies, you can't treat every company like that because it would cost you too much and and you you become too scattered all over the place. So therefore, it goes really hand in hand. We're doing both inbound and account-based marketing. Account-based marketing is for the big, the big whales that you're trying, the big, big deals you're trying to make. Whereas, mm. as inbound is really the, the core of everything else. So it it should be utilized in both uh, in both account-based marketing and inbound. The content you create, the journeys you create, and so on. It's just you put a little bit more effort into to those uh, identified target accounts, and it becomes a little bit more of a white glove treatment in 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 or a VIP treatment of those. Those types of potential customers and existing customers, where both sales and marketing uh, put in a little bit of an extra effort, which is more targeted and personalized. Then, yeah. So it sounds a bit like yeah, if you if you have uh, if you work with inbound marketing today, 
the next level is to add uh, like an ABM approach to, to those. Yes, uh, I, I mean, assuming that you're in a position and you're in a business where you have those types of deals. I mean, there's obviously companies and industries that it, it doesn't warrant a ABM approach because the deal is never more than, say, you know, a thousand euros or something per deal. It's more of a volume game. And then I would argue that, that ABM doesn't fit as well. But as soon as you have some sort of business, some deals are, you know, in the in the hundred thousand of euros or more. Uh, if you have those type of deals that you do, ABM could be certainly a, a very good tactic. Uh, yeah. So, so if uh, our listeners feels like their organization are perfectly it's perfectly matched to to actually get started with ABM and and are interested in knowing how to do it. Like, what what would you recommend that you for first uh, start with when you want to try ABM? Well, the first thing is really to to uh, have a, a a frank and open discussions between marketing and sales because it never works. I mean, marketing can't do ABM themselves. Uh, Sales typically can't do it themselves either. So you need to have that that first dialogue and discussion if it makes sense. Um, I mean, if 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 sales work like that today, if they have those targeted lists, if they don't, you need to start kind of defining your um, ICP or ideal customer profile. What is it? What type of companies are we looking for? Uh, do they lend themselves that type of profile to actually do those deals? It makes sense that we we identify uh, X number of companies that we try to uh, approach with this with this concept, and that should be really the, the starting point. Uh, because if you don't, then it doesn't make sense, right? But it's better to just focus on, on inbound and, and uh, other efforts. Yeah. And who is there any specific person that should lead an ABM initiative? Is it marketing? Is it sales? Or uh, I mean, it it differs a little bit between different companies. So both both um, sides of both examples exist. So sometimes it's, it's led by marketing, and sometimes it's led by sales. But the, the point is that you really need to have it as a joint effort. Mm. Uh, and, and the starting point, obviously, is uh, I, I don't think that marketing should ever do something that sales isn't interested in. So, again, you need to have that that, that sales say, yes, this is something that would help us do business. Uh, and once uh, you've done that, I mean, you, you can have it led from sales or marketing. Really. Uh, it's just different sides of the equation. So how do you select the, the what accounts to start target in your yeah, yeah, a good question. I mean, it's it's back to this what I, I talked about the, the ICP or the ideal customer profile that you need to be have a good idea of what type of, of accounts or companies fit your organization, fit your offer, what it is you are, are are offering to the market. So once you have that, you can start looking at it from different perspective. I mean, you you can do it geographically, you can do it size of companies, uh, you can do it, you know. They need to have this um, be within this industry or be of this size, have this turnover, have these number of employees. It kind of depends on what it is you're selling. But again, uh, typically it's a little bit um, the size of the company. It's it's uncommon that a very small company can make those big deals that warrant a, a pure kind of white glove, uh, fully fledged ABM approach because it, it does require more investment from, from your company. 
um, both time and resources and, and, and money, basically. So it needs to, at the end of that process, needs to be a little bit uh, bigger deals. Otherwise, you won't get return on investment. Yeah. So as a content creator, I, I often create content um, based on personas uh, when I do like you like you do inbound marketing you create uh, content based on the persona's needs now when we if if i were about to to create content based on abm how detailed are the personas Could, can i generalize for example that a role is equal to a general need like the cfo is always interesting in the return on investments and so on or or how detailed, like, do you need to create content that uh, target a specific person, individual's needs at the account? Um, I mean, it's, to some degree, it's, it's depending on the, on the level of effort. I mean, you can go all the way to be extremely personalized and identify the, the, the exact person uh, and treat them with their interests and so on. And obviously that requires much more effort. And that might be... Warranted in some cases where, again, it's such a, a potential big deal that that's what you should be doing. Now, somewhere um, a bit lower than that, I mean, you can do what you suggest, that you look at it more from a, I'm trying to identify the, the decision-making unit within these companies, and that typically entails different roles. So uh, there might be a, a CEO perspective, which is more maybe about uh uh, customer experience and customer success. There might be a CFO, as you suggest, which is more interested in, in return on investment and the financial aspects and so on. So, so you can, to some degree, generalize that, but it really then depends on the, the effort you're putting in. I mean, how personalized you get is is down to what is the potential return on investment. Uh, I mean, if, if you're talking about uh, billion euro uh, deals, obviously you can put in very uh, much more efforts in, in trying to be extremely personalized. Whereas if you're somewhere more in, in between where it's, it's still big deals, but you tr try to get scalability, it's more about do we cover it from all these different uh, points of view that typically exist in most companies. But you have maybe the financial view, you have the organization view, you, you have the how to do things, more the doer side of things, you have the, the customer experience and so on, and, and trying to be more think about evolving your inbound content to, to fit all those different perspectives. Mm, yeah. So I know that you recently uh, took part of, of webinars about uh, ABM and, and so on. Do you have any like recently learnings or, or anything you want to share about ABM? Uh, well, there's, I mean, it's, we talked about it a little bit in the beginning that it's, it's been around for a long time. It increased uh, uh, notability in, in the last you know, four or five years, uh, but it's still, if you look at some of the research, uh, something came out from Forrester quite recently. Uh, it's only about 15% of companies that really feel that they, they on top of this whole account-based marketing thing. So it's really now where companies start doing this. It's, it's certainly not too late to get into that game. Most companies are still kind of playing around and, and, and developing it. Uh, the other thing I would say is, is that it is still, uh, it's still very different from for different companies, how they approach it, where they find that the problems are. Uh, sometimes, some companies see the biggest problem to get this alignment between sales and marketing. 
uh, other companies that start doing it is is more focused on on trying to get their target list or their ideal customer profiles right and so on. So it depends a little bit on your background and how you work historically, but it it's. Uh, uh, it's it's never too late to get going, as it were, and, and it's it's not like uh, it's still early days and it's still developing. And, and I think it's for companies that that are considering this, and now it's the time to start doing it. Well, great! Thank you very much for for taking part and sharing your knowledge with, about ABM today. Thank you very much. Well, thank you very much for listening to this episode. If you want to know more about ABM, you will find several articles on the Online Education Hub at Zuma.se. If you like this podcast and don't want to miss another episode, please subscribe to it on Spotify or on SoundCloud. Thank you very much. Bye-bye.